good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is your host, Kyo, and you're on Lucy Thoughts. As I promised in the last episode, I said I was going to bring two people to talk about um, false teachings with me. Now, I brought in my friends, um, S and Prince. Now, we've had this discussion a couple of times in the past, you know, during Bible study and prayer as well. So I think it's actually amazing that they are here today to talk about this with me. And without much wasting of time, I just want us to get started. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, whatever you want, and I'm going to be right back. So guys, I have with me here today, I have Prince and Esther. They're actually my longtime friends and we we study the word of God together every Saturday, some Saturdays anyways. Um, and we've been there for the past two years now. And um, it's an honor to have them here today to talk about something very sensitive in the church. You know, we're not claiming to be experts of this discussion or anything like that, but I think it's, it's paramount that we um, touch on it. So we are not judging, we are not um, doing any of that kind of stuff but you know it's just I, I think it's it's an important topic for us to talk about because it's happening a lot um in especially in our generation you know because we believe this is the generation that um Jesus is going to come or we're not saying we're not putting putting the time on it and all that but we we are waiting and we are anxious the same way um the great men of God like the David and the Abraham Bible says they had hope so um, without without wasting much time, I want to introduce um, Esther being the lady in the group and for her to like come and tell us about herself and, you know, just what's basically what she's about. So Esther, can you just give us like an introduction, you know? Hi, everyone. Hello. My name is Esther. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm a worshiper, um, a lover of God, um, and I would say I'm not shy, I'm an introvert. I'm reserved. I've been told actually I'm reserved, but when I do get into, um, you know, if I find myself in a space, I try to be as sociable mm. and outgoing as I enjoy having um, educative conversations uh, that, you know, stir up one's mind, one's spirit, and wise conversations. And I'm, uh, thank you, Q, for having me on this for us to. Oh, bless you. All right, thank you, Esther. Thank you, Esther. And without holding back, I want to invite the Prince of Ireland, of Dublin, of Greece, in fact, the Prince of the world, even in Nigeria itself. Um, he's he's my he's my long my long time friend. And I, when I say long time, I mean like you know, it's it's kind of like we were childhood friends. I don't know. He was in Greece and I was in Nigeria, but then we had this telepathic thing going on. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, Prince, uh, just talk about yourself, like you know, for yeah. for a few seconds, and just tell us and, and basically what you're about. Awesome, awesome. Um, thanks for thanks for having me here, Kyo. Um, my name is Prince. Um, I'm from Greece, Nigeria as well. I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, um, an introvert with extrovert tendencies. Um, I do enjoy. <laughs> sound and biblical conversations uh, about scripture, uh, about understanding this, um, uh, the word of God, um, deciphering it, analyzing it. Um, so I'm very glad to be um, part of this uh, conversation. 
Um, so yeah, it should be a very interesting conversation. It should be a very interesting conversation because this is uh, a topic mm. that um, is not really discussed um, in the church. So it should be interesting. Oh yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, the, my friends are all introverts, and I think I'm I'm, I'm the only extrovert here. But uh, I think I'm an ambivert because I'm an extrovert and I'm an introvert. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on where I am, anyways. But without without much, we don't want to waste your time, anyways. So I want to read the scripture. It's taken from the book of Timothy, Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen. It's actually the verse of the day, you know, on the Bible app. Um, it reads, um, "All scripture is given by inspiration of God." And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, like, you know, every time I read this scripture, something else comes into my heart. Like, you know, like the last line says, thoroughly equipped for every good work, which means every good thing that can be done in the house of God in your life, everywhere else. Like, that's why we have this word of God. That's why we have the scripture. That is exactly why we have the scripture. But you see, in in modern times, like um, like we are seeing, you know, everywhere, because you know, we believe that Christ is coming soon, and it's one of the, the signs, you know, um, the end times. We we heard we, we read in the Bible about um, end time prophets, false prophets, and false teachings as well. So, and it, in this age, I wouldn't, I can't speak about like um, the time of Moses and Abraham and all that. But then we know they were still there. But um, there's so much gospel that's not really the gospel but you know we still have to call it the gospel because you know they try to you know they add christ in the message but it's not centered around christ so um esther i would like you to like start on that first of all like you know when the bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof what would you um what would you say to that like what's your like what comes into your heart when you hear that um, for me, the scripture is still profound. Um, you know, it talks about all scripture is God breathed. And we already know that the word of God itself is God. You know, so mm-hmm. when we read the word of God, it is God coming to life. It is Christ being, uh, you know, coming alive in us when we read the word of God. And the word of God is useful for teaching. So God himself teaches us, mm-hmm. you know. The word of God is useful for re- rebuking. When we're reading the word, reading God Himself and rebuking mm. us, He's correcting us and training us in righteousness. And it says so mm. that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, mm. So this is just set a standard of, you know, um, what is to do in our lives. Mm. It is to teach, to rebuke to correct and to train in righteousness mm. so that also applies when you are place of worship or whatever church you find yourself that you're worshiping mm. you need to ask yourself the word that you're hearing is it teaching me mm. is it rebuking me is it correcting me and is it training me in mm. righteousness and actually more importantly is it reflecting god mm. because the word of god is god himself mm. Is it reflecting God? And if it is not, then we need to question if we're in the right place. And we need to ask God to to really um, direct us to a place. Because, you know, the word of God says faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. You want to make sure what you're hearing, you're hearing God. 
you want to make sure that it's God being stirred up in you when you know when the word of God has been mm. spoken whoever is ministering the word of God you want to make sure that you are hearing the true reflection of God um you know so it's very important that we are aware of that and that we tune our minds to that especially especially in the places where we serve it is important if you're finding your yourself none of these things um are being reflected whatever it wow wow that's that's amazing thank you very much esther and and you know you know when you know i think the last line of that um verse like 17 says you know thoroughly equipped for every good work i find that very 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 um personal because you know when you hear the scripture and when you're thinking when you're taking in the word of god if you find out that there's a part of your life that's not really um functioning according to every like you know you're being blessed in only a particular area you know it's it, it calls a question to mind that am i really being blessed you know um, so prince what can you say to that like you know when he says thoroughly being equipped for every good work like what comes into your mind as well well um the meaning of thoroughly equipped for uh good work um in esv would be uh, maybe complete equipped for every good work um in english mm. version so uh, to me to me it, it tells me that um whatever um god wants me to do whatever he has uh, ordained me to do whatever um he 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 has planned uh for me to do um he has simply already um equipped me for it he's uh, equipped me with obviously his spirit you know because if mm. you read the beginning of verse 17 I like how it says um, that the man of God may be completely mm-hmm. equipped for every good. Now, the man of God, um, I read that as the the man or the the person that you're supposed to be, as, exactly. as, uh, as, as you know, before even the fall, you know, be, be mm-hmm. as the man of God, being as a child of God, uh, because we know that you know whatever um, God uh, start starts, He brings it into completion. Um, according to his word and according to his will. Um, so to me, this, this, this verse says, says a lot just from, the, from verse 16 about the word being, um, the scripture being essentially breathed out um, by God. Uh, we know as well that faith comes by hearing us also, as they said, faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So of God. these are just, these are not just uh, these are not just uh, mere words. These are words that people over the years have read several times, and they still draw knowledge from the same scripture after years and decades of of studying the word. So it's just it's just mm-hmm. amazing that you know even from um, first chapter of John, you know the word became flesh. Um, in the beginning uh, was the word, and the word yeah. became flesh, and the and the word was God. The word was with God, and the word was God. So this is the same. Mm. This is uh, the, the word that we do have is is living, um, breathing, and still um, moving amongst us. You know this 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 word that we have. So this is not just uh, a, a mere book. Um, this is, um, is 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 directly from from God. So um, we should definitely pay attention to um, these words as well. Yeah. Wow. 
You know, when you said um, something just occurred to me there, when you said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So which means faith can only come by hearing the word of God. Everything that's not in the word of God cannot bring faith. So it doesn't matter how good the message might sound. If it's not the word of God, it cannot bring faith. That's that's amazing. That, 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 that That's actually that's actually amazing because, um, uh, you know, I've been thinking about that. Like, you know, I've been pointing on that scripture particularly as in when it says hearing the word of god you know so automatically if there is somebody like a false prophet teaching and he's not talking about god i don't care what happens in the service what happens there if it's not of god it cannot bring faith so you know you can only see um, possibly you know um we talked about false false humility the long the last time and um it's not going to bring faith by hearing it's going to bring more like i think the absence of faith is fear and uh, but that, that's that's a topic for like for like um, another day. So, um, Esther, I have a question for you. Like you know, as you're in the music industry, I'm also um, a gospel musician as well. Um, so, how can you draw out like false teachings in the gospel industry? I'm not just in the industry, like you know, but in terms of gospel music, like how can you draw out false teachings and false prophets? You know, when we think about false teachings and false prophets people tend to look only at the pastors and you know the prophets and the apostles and all that yeah. but we kind of ignore um the music as- aspect of it so like how would you like what do you think like i i, I, just, I literally i wanted to like talk about um false teachings and false prophets in terms of um gospel music yeah uh, thanks for that question that's a very tricky one uh, because i know that many people have different takes and opinions on this but again we have to come back to the word of god which is the standard that we Mm. all as christians have to follow in whatever you're doing whether it's music whether it's your career path that you're choosing for yourself whatever it may be we have to live by the standard of god and that standard of God is the word of God that has been left with us today. So from mm. the little experience that I would say I've had over the years in terms of the music industry, um, it is very important that you actually have a relationship with Christ. I think what I found mm. over time is, you know, you can get caught up in singing in church, being in this group, mm. being in group A, group b and it it becomes about being known rather than about christ being known Mm. rather than actually when i ministered do people no longer see do do, do people see christ or do they see me as someone entertaining them we want to get to a place whereby somebody is able to um i'm able to offer a service selflessly to god in worship not seeking self not seeking fame crowd to be known to be heard for a gift that god himself gave me and if i didn't if he didn't give that gift i wouldn't even have that privilege to to be able to sing and you know usher people into his presence so i need to be able to get to a place whereby my desire is that people don't see me on stage or on the altar but that they connect Mm -hmm. to god well it should not that's that's that is it should should never be about me it should never be about Mm. the person singing 
it should be about mm. the person we are worshiping the god that we are worshiping and what i have found and you're so right q is that when we when we he- hear false teaching automatically our brain limits that to somebody preaching the wrong thing exactly but where do we see false teaching in gospel music when my life does not reflect what i worship like my worship lifestyle Mm. I come mm. and say Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul but actually once I step down from the altar you know me for something different my character doesn't reflect Christ my behavior mm. not to say that I'm to be perfect or that anybody in the gospel industry is perfect no 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 but if I'm coming to sing Lord I give you my heart or I give myself away my life is not my own is my actions reflecting that mm. because there's somebody looking at me there's somebody watching me that i may not know and that person is is looking at me to see do my actions match my words exactly and if they are not matching i'm teaching somebody the wrong thing indirectly i may not be preaching a wrong mm. word to them but i am teaching them something wrong wow I'm wow <laughs> that is this is amazing not the word of god that is not christ this is amazing i'm teaching them that it's okay to say you love god but your actions you know, mm. you, know you can then you know once you leave the altar you can then go do whatever you want no mm. no um wow. and what i'm so thankful to god for that he has been able to do for me um and i and i implore us as christians generally you don't necessarily have to be a singer whether you're a poet or you're a writer and you're doing it unto the lord is to pray for humility you know growing up um you know having been raised in the church and in the choir and singing became my lifestyle not just something i do for fun no it's not a hobby it's my mm. lifestyle it's me you know me you know that Esther is here just by the fact that the word, when i when i'm even saying hello i'm singing my hello do you know what i mean mm. that's just how much it became a yeah. part of me that you know if if they're like oh is Esther here they just need to listen out for my voice you know uh if she has come singing high hello then we know she's present you know <laughs> that's how you know, yeah. I, i was kind of you know known and then you know the humility that god i believe by his grace and mercy bestowed on me is that i would not be pompous i would not be yeah. so proud within myself you know somebody wow. a good singer all of a sudden you get gassed and mm. your, your mm. head starts blowing like hot balloon oh my god no because if it starts becoming about you then your focus is not jesus anymore it has shifted exactly and then we're not in the right path that is what i have experienced in the 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 little time that i have you know been privileged to worship and to recognize the gift that god has placed in my life as a worshiper wow yeah Wow. You know, I find that I find that really interesting. As in, you said something that actually struck a chord in my heart. You know, most times when we hear false teachings and false prophets and then we and then we relate it back to ourselves, we think it's just, you know, possibly if you're a minister is that 
10 minutes or the 30 minutes that you spend on the altar and on and on and, and, like on, and on the poop and poop it's preaching as well or maybe as a gospel minister like when you handle the microphone whatever you're backing up but you 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 brought to mind a scripture that's um first john 4 1 to i'm gonna read from 1 to 3 but before i talk about it you know it's your lifestyle because it's not just only what your mouth is saying what i was able to get from what you what you were saying but how you live your life and i think that's for me as a minister and as a child of god as well that's where i struggled before because you know i knew i know i love god as i know i love god some of my actions and decisions were not in line with what I was saying, what I thought about, you know, how I wanted to live my life. You know, it was more like, you know, you're living a life for people to see. And then you're like behind closed doors, you're somebody else or in turn off the cameras and the lights and everything. Go off Instagram, you know, you're you're a different person. So I'm gonna go ahead to read um this scripture. It's first John one, first John four, one, two three so i read it says beloved do not be do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of god because many 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 false prophets have gone out into the world but you but this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus has come in the flesh is of god and every spirit that does not confess that jesus has come in the flesh is not of god and this and this is the spirit of the antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world so it's it's um it's 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 something that we need to look out for, especially in ourselves. Um, and please, I know you 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 you've talked about this a lot a lot of times. When you say test all spirits, I just like you to, you know, I know like I, you've talked to me about, but I would, I would like you to like explain to people what it means to test all spirits. Okay, um, test testing the spirits. So um, the, the the even the verb that is being used test. Um, now, Jesus used that a similar, not in a, in a different context, but um, about verifying, you know, who you have in front of you or who, what, what, what you're dealing with. So, um, so he mentioned, um, Jesus initially mentioned in, um, uh, in, in the Gospels, he mentioned about, he, he talked about uh, um, examining, um, you know, the fruit. Um, you know, um, he, he mentioned um, by the fruits you shall know them. Um, them speaking of the the prophets and the teachers as well. Um, so mm-hmm. testing testing the spirits here means essentially how do we if we bring it out if we bring it uh, to twenty first century what does that mean? So that means um, practically um, whoever whoever comes to you or to anyone mm-hmm. um, that's and says that yes i am i am you know i'm i'm a christian yeah okay um yeah or i'm i'm a i'm a prophet or i'm a pastor or uh, i'm a i'm a teacher of this or whatever um we shouldn't necessarily um receive them or accept them just by the words or by, just mm. by who they say that they are um but you shall essentially uh, understand and you'll be able to tell who that person is uh, by the their own walk the, the how they walk in life um, uh, their daily habits so one might say that yes I, I am this person I am let's say um, um, I'm a pastor let's say of XYZ church uh, however if we were to have 
a camera followed that person um, for 24 hours, or if we were to follow, if we were to have a camera um, on that person for uh, seven days, you know, how would that person's life reflect mm. uh, what exactly. uh, essentially um, he, um, he 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 proclaims to be? So to me, is it's not just for it's not just something um, that like other people. Um, should also be, you know, uh, be careful. But I'd say it's like we, as as Christians, we should take um, that. Um, we should take that, you know, accountability for our own self. We should always, exactly. you know, uh, examine ourselves. We should always, you know, look look mm. ourselves in the mirror. Um, you know, the first person that we should examine is our own walk. You know, examine um, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Um, I think uh, mm. Paul mentioned that in one of his letters to the Corinthians uh, to test yourself test yourself and mm. see okay is my understanding of the word um, sound is my understanding of the word um, uh, biblical is my understanding of the word coming from the word or is it coming from someone else am I having mm. uh, am I am I having uh, let's say um, a, a relationship with Christ that um, that is not um, and uh, let's say a, a personal relationship with Christ is not a, an intimate relationship with Christ or am I having um, a, let's say a, a, a third party relationship or a secondary relationship from uh, you wow. know, with Christ where maybe I, I anything I know about the Bible or anything I know about scripture is coming from a third party is coming from yeah. maybe a pastor or it may be <clears throat> coming from what I hear from all the people you know so you know the, about who is Jesus you know, if, if someone asks you, like, if someone, if we were to ask someone who is Jesus, someone that may not know so much about yeah. Christianity or about Jesus, about, you know, his life, death and crucifixion um, or the gospel, you know, um, let, let's ask that person that maybe is not so knowledgeable, you know, um, with the words as, as we are. Um, let's ask that person, who who is, who is Jesus? Who do you think Jesus is? And... Probably they would ask, they would, they would say that, okay, I know about this, I've heard this, or I've yeah. read maybe a bit of, uh, I've read a bit of, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then I abandoned the word, or I've heard a bit of this, I've heard a bit of uh, that. So, um, but they've, they've had, they've, the relationship that they've experienced um, with, with Christ is, is not, was not a personal relationship. It was a relationship, wow. it, it was, it was a relationship that came through um, a, yeah, a different need. A third party exactly so yeah um, so to me you know back to your question about testing the spirit is just testing first of all obviously the context of that scripture you know it says do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god yes. for many false prophets have gone out into the world so they are out there you know they are out there it's uh you know um, we, we know we, we know um the verse that says that you know these false teachers and prophets they're um, yeah. wolves in sheep's clothing you know so they are out yeah. there we know so how can one tell these spirits how can one tell who is genuinely a child um, um, a follower of christ and who is not a follower of christ who 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 claims um you know proclaims jesus um with mm. not in word but also in action because you know in, in james we, we we do in the book of james uh James says essentially that you know we should not only be hearers of the word, but he we should also be doers of the word. We should you know, act. 
you know we should that, that's how we, we 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 proclaim our faith you know so that's how you test the spirit you know you know um it was just to um also give you know give this verse as well this this verse is um there's a verse that says you know um um we shall know them by the fruits um mm. i'm sorry to find it's it's in one of the gospels um essentially that you know jesus says i think in matthew um that jesus you know talks about you know how to attest these um these spirits or these people how to know yeah. how to understand yeah. these things so yeah just test essentially um this don't you know just okay. completely receive someone so yeah you know i find something that you said really really interesting when you talk about the third party i was going to ask this question but like um, i'll just touch on it for like a brief a brief while um you know while i was thinking about this topic three weeks ago i think i was just on my bed and i was trying to understand something you know there are a lot of good meaning christians that don't even know they're false prophets and i'll tell you why they are false prophets by proxy mm. now you, may, you made mention of um third party now they come to church like you said they come to church they have a, a heart to know god they want to know about the gospel of christ they want to know about this beautiful savior that we have you know and then they are unfortunately they meet people that are not well-meaning you know in terms of they don't have the um the mind to preach to people but rather to um um to further like you know elevate themselves and all that so they become propagators of false doctrine not because they want to but because they they were they were, they were they were actually well-meaning christians they, they want to know god but then they hear about this message by proxy you know from these so-called false prophets and carry these messages and you know what they do with it they start teaching people about what they've learned without even going back to the bible because they don't even know how to communicate with god so esther like would you like to like touch on that because i know we've talked about this before yeah so that that is that is such a massive one and i think that's something that as a you know as um as christians we 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 all suffer from in various various ways and when i Mm. what what um and what what i mean by that is you know (sighs) the man of god when he's studying and preparing and he's asking the Lord, oh, what do I say to these people, right? Hmm. He's standing as a mediator between God and us to minister what the Lord is laying in his heart. But we have to pray that that person is delivering that message exactly as God wants them to. Mm. because when a de- when a message is delivered exactly how god wants it to be delivered how god wants it to be said there'll be no room for confusion why mm. because god is not an author of confusion but what tends to happen is flesh comes in sometimes when you know these pastors and ministers are, are preaching and you can't fault them because they're human beings flesh comes in exactly and the issue sometimes when flesh comes in is they could be speaking and then out of context speak on things from a cultural perspective or their own personal perspective now mm. why are people then led astray because you talk about these well-meaning Christians, so let's assume there's a well-meaning pastor who really wants to continue to know God more and really wants to help people grow, but flesh comes in, 
you know you know sometimes he out of context you know bringing cultural you know examples or his own personal experiences that almost waters down really what God wants him to say now mm. where do the members then what what uh where do they take responsibility for going in the wrong direction as well because yes one can blame the pastor and say oh, he said this but you see the word of god says that um let me just find the scripture um second peter wanted to mm. his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our mm. knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness <laughs> now mm. a pastor is to shepherd the flock you know feed the sheep yes with the word of god be you know and sort of an interpreter of what god is saying to to the people now mm. but we as a people now have the word of god itself if a pastor preaches or a minister and not even pastor because let's 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 remove the titles for a second anybody who ministers and preaches or who is called to the place of the altar to even give a short word of exhortation mm. when that person speaks i need to go back to god himself who is the word mm. and ask god himself what this person is saying is it true how do we ask god we search the scripture mm-hmm. study to show yourself approved so that is all we have for today um we actually split this episode into two parts um the next part is coming out in a few days so stay tuned and i'm going to be right back with more interesting discussions and discussions that are going to bring um faith love and hope yes yes you're lucy Tots, and this is your host kill